Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Processing in this morning, I just was so struck again by how beautiful the sanctuary is. I'm going to miss it when it all comes down uh, after the baptism of the Lord. You too, I assume? Yes? Yeah? All right. It's just as we do a really good job here at Sacred Heart. All right, so uh, I, want to, I want to reflect on this gospel. There was something that stood out to me that just, I guess it just never clicked this way before, and I want to kind of reflect on this. All right, so here's again the situation, right? So Jesus creates, he creates the problem, right? He's preaching, he's leading this massive group of people. They're wandering further and further out into the wilderness. The day is getting late. They're getting hungry, and there's obviously no, like, there's no Taco Bell nearby. There's no food sources nearby for them to get their food. So the disciples obviously bring this to Jesus' attention because they think that, you know, he probably doesn't notice. Uh, And he asks them the question. He says, he throws it back to them. Give them some food yourselves. Like inviting them to feel the utter limitations of their own poverty. Like, ah, we, we, we can't do this. Give them some food yourselves. We don't, like, we don't, we don't have enough money to buy enough food for, for anywhere near enough for, for this vast amount of people. All right, so then here's the part that I found very interesting, the part that jumped out to me. He asks them, how many loaves do you have? Go and find out. What do we got? How many loaves do you have? And why, why does this jump out? Why is this odd? Because this is Jesus we're talking about. This is Jesus we're talking about. This is God in the flesh. This is the, the word through whom all things were made. This is the God of Genesis who didn't look in the pantry to see if we, you know, see how many rocks he had before he made the mountains or the planets, you know. He's like, what do I got to work with? Like, uh, got a few pebbles. Okay, I'll, I can make a planet. You know, like that. he didn't do that. Right? Genesis reveals we have a God who creates, the, the philosophical phrase is creatio ex nihilo, creation out of nothing. Right? It's totally different than every other ancient Near Eastern myth of creation. He doesn't need anything to create. It's by the sheer power of his word. So why all of a sudden does Jesus, who is God, does Jesus need some starter material? Right? Like some original, I don't know, substrate upon which to work his miracle. What's, what has changed? Has anything changed? What's different? Why does he suddenly need some stuff? Here's what I think it is, and this is what I think I want to draw our attention to. The God who created the world and everything from nothing desires to collaborate with us in the world's recreation. The God who created the world from nothing isn't interested in like a solo project of recreating. He wants to collaborate with us in the world's recreation, which is unbelievable that he would desire to partner with us. He could have just snapped his fingers, right? Jesus could have just snapped his fingers and rained down bread from heaven, like Moses in the desert, raining down manna, raining down quail. It would have been an amazing miracle, right? But he doesn't. He invites his disciples to trust him. He invites them to surrender what they do have, even though what they do have is so absurdly not enough. 
He invites them to give him the, the meager nothingness of what they have, right? It's so clearly not enough. He's saying, surrender it to me. Give it to me. Watch what I do with it. And you have to picture them being like, like, okay. They're looking at like 5,000 people like, here's five loaves. I don't know what, this is going to be a very small snack. Like, they had to have been thinking, what is he doing, <laughs> you know? But he invites them into this posture of doing the thing that seems insane. Giving him the little bit. Like our entire lives, our entire lives are loaves and fishes. Our entire lives are meager offerings that are just woefully inadequate to meet the need to satisfy the hunger, right? We have, at best, crumbs to offer. Empty cupboards. This is our poverty. And he says to us, that's perfect. That's perfect. I don't need you to be able to offer 10,000 loaves and 5,000 fish. I'll take what you got. I'll take what you got. Give it to me. Watch what I can do with it. Over and over, Jesus is trying to convey to us that he can do and he wants to do a lot with our little and so we just got to give it to him, whether it's like the little bit of time we have, a little bit of attention we have, a little, like the meager offering of coming here for daily mass, like all of it. He's just saying, just keep giving it to me. Just keep giving it to me. Just keep giving it to me. Like the pattern, this is this, this whole, all, it's a Eucharistic pattern, right? We give God this little teeny bit of bread, this little teeny bit of wine. He's like, okay, now watch this. Here's my body, blood, soul, and divinity, <laughs> you know? We give him this little piece of bread. He's like, and here's all of my Godhead. That's what he does. So let's keep giving him the little bit of crumbs that is our lives. Amen.